Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code. I'm Dr. Gertrude Lyons, a professional life coach, exploring, demystifying, and democratizing the maternal power that lives in all women. The experience of mothering may not necessarily mean what you think it means. I believe that mothering is a vehicle for transformation, whether or not we have children. And together, we can start a new conversation around modern motherhood. On this show, we will redefine what it means to mother and untap the powerful feminine within you. Are you ready to rewrite the mother code? This is a Soul Fire production. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of the Rewrite the Mother Code podcast. I am really excited about this. I think I say that every time, but it is true every time, but for a different reason. And the reason my excitement for this particular episode is I get to do a live coaching session. And if you've ever done a coaching session, you know how vulnerable it is just to step into a room alone, you know, with a coach, knowing that the name of the game is to get vulnerable and, and expose yourself. So huge kudos and encourage awards uh, to my guest, Nora Shepard. And she does really bring herself fully, um, fully to the time that we had together. Some themes that we're going to be with in our time together are really flowed out of her yearnings to want to learn to trust her intuition and trust herself more rather than look outside herself uh, for answers or for direction. The landscape and the all the places that we went, you know, from that yearning was just a huge discovery. I had goosebumps several times. I learned a lot. I co-voyaged right along with Nora as I pointed out some of her negative thinking. You know, we all have a critical parent inside of us that needs, you know, some quieting and need look at ways that we can do that so that you know we can start claiming a direction for ourselves and really get that we have everything that we need inside us and so much wisdom and it comes in lots of different ways i will let you know that part of this session 
I guide Nora in a meditation. So if you're in a place that you can, you know, listen to my prompts and put yourself in Nora's shoes and do the, the meditation along with her, I would love that. I strongly encourage it. But even through the whole session, your job is really to see where do I relate? What can I learn for myself in this time that we spend together? We call it co-voyaging. And it's something that's really um, where you can, you know, have the benefit of somebody else working, but work along with her. I'm excited to share it. I can't wait to, you know, hear any thoughts and reactions to it when we're done. And here we go. Welcome, Nora. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Gertrude. I feel very blessed and honored to have you raise your hand to do a live coaching session on my podcast or for others to take part in and hear and learn from. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's a big deal to do a coaching session, no matter what, even in the privacy of nobody else hearing, but I just want to name that, you know, you've like really stepped up big to be willing to, so we'll forget about all that. We're as if we're in our own space and don't allow that. And I'm saying that as much for myself as for you, but, um, it's just a normal coaching session, a normal coaching session. All right. So the first thing I want to do, Nora, just to, to kick us off is ask you a question. And that question is if you had a magic wand and could get anything out of our time that we have together today, what would it be? I will say that I think what I'm working a lot on right now is intentionality. Mm -hmm. So I would love, and this is a lot for one hour of a coaching session, but I'm constantly putting out into the universe that I'm working on trusting my own self more. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. I would love Mm -hmm. to be able to trust my own decisions a little bit more. Yeah. So trust yourself and So if we start from there, like the first thing you said is, well, that's a lot to ask for in an hour. So, you know, there's a mistaken belief right there, you know, that who knows, right? You could decide that all the answers are going to be there for you in the hour, but it doesn't mean that those answers aren't going to include further work, right? Or, you know, we want to understand and know that. And at the same time, so much can happen, you know, in an hour. So trusting yourself, trusting what I'm hearing is you know, that choices, decisions that you're making, you know, moving forward in your life that you really feel like they're coming from a deep place within you. I think trusting my own intuition is a big theme that I'm working on right now for sure. And okay, I'll try to release that mistaken belief that I can't fix it in an hour. (laughs) I'll do my best. Well, you know, and no, fix it is, you know, something that will also suspend because there's, you're not broken and there's nothing to be fixed. Nora, there's, you know, just further places to go. Okay. (laughs) What were the feelings came up when I said that? Oh, that was vulnerable. I feel like I just got chills. Like that is scary. I don't know why though. I don't know why that was scary just now to hear you say that. Um, yeah. And we don't have to know, but it touched something in you, right? Yeah, it, it touched you to know, you know, for me to say to you, you're not broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Yeah. That did touch something. I don't know. I think it's not like I actively think I'm broken, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of shoulds that come around in my mind at all times of I should be doing that, or I shouldn't be doing this or being really hard on myself for not being somewhere. And I think I'm constantly fighting. Like I do a lot of personal growth work and I'm sure we'll get into this, but like recently went through a breakup 
Yeah. I've been exploring what it feels like to be on my own. And I do so much personal growth work. I go to therapy, big advocate for therapy, big advocate for coaching and all of that. And Mm -hmm. as a result of that, I'm very able to name what I'm feeling, which is awesome. But I end up thinking a little too much sometimes. And someone actually pushed me on this a couple of weeks ago because I was explaining all of these things and how I've been, you know, I came through a breakthrough and I've been feeling um, this. And I know that that's what this means. And I know that this is that thing. And she's like, you think too much, like (laughs) just feel. Uh And as someone who's been working on herself for like a decade plus Uh and someone who has thought I've, I've thought that I have been feeling because I very much am all about honoring and naming emotions when it's scary. And, and she made me just sit and feel in the feeling of all of it. And that was like the most vulnerable thing that I've done in years and years. So it was really interesting. So I think that's, what's coming up right now is like, I'm very scared to admit that, like, I don't know why admitting that, like, I'm not broken feels scarier than admitting that I am. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. But how does it make sense? Yeah. How does it make sense to you? Yeah. I don't know why that makes sense, but it's how I'm feeling in the moment is I have a lot of trauma in my life and it took a long time to get to the place of acknowledging those scars are part mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. And embracing the cracks of my soul and of my psyche. Mm. And for some reason that feels, I'm like, I am a little broken, but that's okay. So to hear you say like, you're not broken is almost antithetical to what I have, the narrative I've created for myself. Um, And we can, yeah, we can expand on that because I think one you know, you just acknowledging like we're whole and complete and we're perfect as we are. Right. And that's, that's like a lifelong journey to really believe that. Right. Because, but wait, you know, and it kind of bumps up against yeah, but what about my potential? And there's more like, how do I just, if I stayed the same or I accepted myself now, what beliefs am I battling about that? But there's something very, you know, compassionate and nourishing, just like a mom holding a new baby. Like they're, you're just looking at this perfect being and they're, or, you know, some people who are spiritual or religious, like a loving God or goddess that's holding them and, you know, only sees them as perfect. Right. So we have that paradigm that we can, you know, start weaving in to the belief that like, yeah, but I'm also expansive and I want a lot. And I, you know, I want even more for myself and I want to grow and they're not opposite, you know, they can, they can really like work together. So I want to name that as one thing. And yeah, you're like, tell me. No, 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 no. I just, you brought up something too, that I'd like loved. I just wanted to name that I'd love to explore with you, Gertrude. While while I have the absolute honor of being coached by you right now is this notion of, so I'm 26 and recently going through a breakup and I'm just in a period of like massive unplanned change. And I think this last year has been a big lesson of like relinquishing control and plans are meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. And I think the whole world has learned that, but in the notion of I'm 26 and my plan for my life has absolutely been thrown out the window. Like I was expecting to be engaged in a couple of years and that's definitely not happening. And I was, Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a mom and I'm not actively thinking about it, but I am. And it's starting to have conversations about that with my friends. And that's also, I think like there's like short anxieties about getting that deadline met. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's these longer term anxieties of like, 
am I ever going to be a mom? <laughs> Which is so dramatic to say, but that those yeah. are the thoughts that kind of go through my head, you know? I definitely want to underline like it's, I'm going to point out if you, if it's okay with you throughout where we, the subtle ways of our inner critical thinking or beliefs about ourselves, like that you called it dramatic, you know, to, to have those conversations or feel like, you know, one, you know, we're in a culture that highly values that, you know, and who knows from our upbringing. And these are some things that you know about and, you know, we can explore, but that that's a yearning of yours. And you're wondering, you thought you had it planned out. And now that's, that's gone. You know, that particular plan, that path, you know, that, that you had pictured and loved and, and, you know, really was looking forward to, right. And, and not just to like have it and have it be fixed. So to have that, you know, that you're upended by that, like, I want you to have a lot of compassion for yourself and then to be kind of gripped with like, well, now how's it going to happen? You know, and there's so much unknown. And, you know, I think that's going to be a big part of this journey for you to, is to keep, you know, being both a friend to the unknown, stepping into it and just the risk and vulnerability to even think about going into another relationship after so much hurt, you know, and, yeah. and, a, and a breakup like you have been. So any thoughts about what I'm saying? No, it's totally, it's totally true. I mean, I think it goes back to like, I think so much, like I am mm -hmm. like, all of this makes sense a hundred percent. And I am, I don't know, Gertrude, like I'm so weary. Like I'm just like, feel very beaten down mm -hmm. if I'm being completely honest. Like I, have so much gratitude for my life in just about every single imaginable way. Sure. Amazing support system. I love my job, like love my family. And even when I think back on my relationship and the breakup, like I'm, I am glad it happened in a lot of ways because I don't want to convince anyone to be with me. Um, hundred percent. No. Yes. No, not in the business of that. Mm -mm. And so much good has already come from it. And I'm excited about my future. And logically, I know, I think I'm struggling right now and I'm just, I'm so tired. Like mm -hmm. I just, I, I wish I want to stop being tested. Like someone recently told me that I was the most resilient person that they've ever met, which is and you're like, great. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. And, and, and true, I think, because mm -hmm. I mean, very kind words. And I love that about myself that I can get through any trial and tribulation, but can I stop being tried like, at a certain point? Yeah. Like there's a lot of contradicting feelings happening in, right now. And I don't know how to, I don't know. I, I've been feeling really speechless lately when it comes to trying to put words to what I'm feeling. Like there just don't seem to be words. I've been finding a lot of comfort in writing lately, but even that has been like, there's just something inside of me that's like never quite satiated mm -hmm. by language. I don't even know like where to go from there. Like that's kind of where I'm struggling is like things are really, really good and I'm excited and I'm moving forward and I'm in this like period of intense change in my life, which is exciting. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to the future. And then there's just this like pit mm. at all times. That's like unsettled. Yeah, I think you're expressing it beautifully, Nora. And I want to, you know, just have you acknowledge that. Uh, and sometimes we feel like we're breaking rules just to say, you know, yeah, stop giving me tests, right? Like <laughs> I'm, I am resistant and I can handle things beautifully, but I don't want to, you know, anymore <laughs> yeah. and that's okay. And give yourself some of that. But one thing that's coming up for me, Nora, and something we can maybe try, but I want to just name it out loud and then we'll see how we, how we want to like play with it is I'm just, I'm picturing 
because you are, I mean, you're a powerhouse and you, you know, you, you say, you know, 26 and you've already accomplished like incredible things. And it's, you know, you're an inspiration. I know to a lot of people, to me and, oh and how you've, you know, led your life and in, in all those ways, but that doesn't take away all the pains along the way. Right. And, yeah. and I don't, you know, know your background enough to know like how much possibly doing and accomplishing has been overvalued you know, or that's maybe how you got seen, you know, the, a role you even maybe played in your family, that that's where a lot of your value has come from. Is that accurate? And so, yeah, you're, sh- yeah. you're shaking your head. So I'm, I'm like <laughs> vigorously nodding my head. No, it's oh. totally true. I, I, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I think so. I mean, it stems back as basically as long as I can remember, I think doing has a been really highly valued in my family, but B, I mean, the first memory that I think I have of it is after, so my sister died when I was young Mm. and like staying busy was how I coped for like years after. How Um, old were you, Nora, when your sister died? I was nine. Nine. So, and I mean, I've always been like a busy bee. Like I've always wanted to do like lots of things and I have lots of energy and, you know, I thrive on doing things and being around people. But I do think that accomplishing and achieving and doing has been where I've gotten my value for as long as I can really remember. And it's been my journey the past like year or so very intentionally, like my worth is not attached to doing or to work or to these other things. It's within myself. And I think I've gotten closer to that, but there's just still this, I mean, also, you know how much you inspire me. So it's very humbling to hear you say that back because I'm just figuring it out (laughs) as we all are. Um, And that's, what's inspiring that you were putting yourself on that journey to, you know, embrace that or explore it. Um, because you could, you know, do very well in this world and our, in our culture and check off a lot of boxes and accomplish, 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 and then hit some point in your life where you're like, what the F, you know, like what, why, yeah. why am I still not feeling totally fulfilled and where there's like, you know, something else there. And I think that ties to what you were looking for at the beginning, right? I want to, um, trust myself more and my choices and find my, you didn't say this, but my direction. You know, that no, I mean, it's a place. It is totally true. I mean, I think, I think I'm craving, I think where I'm like missing right now is like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's, I am starting to recognize or realize that like everyone else is just figuring it out just like I am. So I don't know why I look for other people's validation. Like, I don't know. They don't know. Just like, I don't know. So why don't I trust what I don't know? I don't know. You get what I'm saying. Yes, of course. Um, but also it's like, I have experienced really deep loss. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a cliche, but it's true that like life is really short. And I think I'm really scared that I'm too focused on doing that. I'm not in the moment enough. And I don't really know how to get out of the doing to be in the moment. And and that's what makes my head spin. <laughs> like, I'm just exactly. like, well, I just, I'm going to keep doing. So I'm just going to go to sleep and then I'm going to do more in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then repeat the cycle. Maybe that is like what the pit in my stomach is. It's just like, there's just this nagging sense that I'm not living life to its fullest. I don't know. And I don't know how to. So like, you, you, you made the statement, like, I, I have a pit in my stomach that I might not be living life to its fullest. And then you immediately went to like, I don't know, what were you questioning there? What, what was the vulnerability and what you had just said? 
I'm trying to like not say, I don't know. Well, and there's, there's a, one of my favorite human potential theorists, um, Fritz Perl said, when we say, I don't know, we're actually saying, I won't know. And that's okay. There's a, there can be a block there. You know, you don't have to, but it's not that you don't know. There might, you know, just be something scary to look at with that. I mean, there's a lot of shoulds happening in my brain right now. Mm-hmm. of like, you should just be grateful. And why are you even, you have it how so dare good. You want, Nora, how dare you want more? How dare you want more? more? Yeah, I guess that is, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. like, I just, I mean, that's true. Like, how dare you? And it's, it is a balance of like, how do I want more while being okay with what I have. And I think I hold myself to such a high standard that it makes me very uncomfortable to have feelings that I can't rationalize. I know. And and maybe a little bit out of control. Super out of control. And I don't think I ever realized that until right this moment, actually. That just, I just put words to it. <laughs> so now I feel better. Um, no, it's, it's very uncomfortable for me to have feelings and not be able to rationalize. Like I am totally down to feel anger and sad and hurt and fear and feel it every moment of it. Um, like during my breakup, that's what I let myself do. I didn't yeah. try to be positive. I just felt, but I also was able to be like, you know, it's week three of my breakup. Just let myself feel sad. It's going to whatever. And to have just like this nagging pit that something's not quite right or quite enough or that I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like You say why I said, I don't know. Like I literally don't have words. And I think I've been feeling, I mean, I'm a a writer. I I don't have, I I'm at a loss for words for this. I can't, you know, it's, it's an experience I'm having that I don't have words for right now, which is different than I don't know. Yeah. That's actually a good way of putting it. I mean, I'm a writer at heart, right? So like language is super powerful for me. And so to not have words for something is, yeah, I think you nailed it. It's not, it's feeling out of control. And I learned this year, Gertrude, that, and you'll laugh because everyone that I've told as a revelation, they're like, yeah, duh, is that I'm type A. Did not know this about myself. (laughs) My friend was like, yeah, (laughs) duh. Um, But I always thought of myself as very cool and chill and relaxed which really isn't me. I think I really thrive on like having control and organization and structure and lists. And that brings my me peace. Cause otherwise it's just like spinning in my head. And mm-hmm. so when I can't control something, I'm able to distance myself from things that I can't control for real, which is why, like, again, going back to my breakup, which also is a whole thing, but going back to that, I'm able to say, I'm not responsible for his feelings. So I'm not even going to try. I'm able to really draw the line in the sand there. And I don't internalize his actions, which is good. That's 10 years of therapy for you. Yes. But then it's like this, this is inside of me. So I, I should be able to control it, but there, there goes the shoulds too. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is the, like, I just feel like I'm talking in circles. Like I'm, this is the inner monologue. Yep. And you just criticized yourself again. So I'm going to (laughs) keep You know, I know it's uncomfortable. Oh no! Pointing it out, yeah, you're on a feminine roll, okay? Like women talk in circles. It's okay. We, we like we swirl around a topic, and you know, get we get closer and closer to it, and you touch it, and then we, you know, we kind of get away from it, and you know, you're you're in a dance right now that isn't linear and logical. So you might not understand it, but honor it because it's okay. 
Yeah, that's really valuable. I have a, an idea of something that I thought we could do just to play with and see something that to get you maybe a little bit out of your head. But early on when you've been talking, I keep picturing little Nora, you know, and I think she has. So when we don't want to listen to any, you know, like outside experiences, there's a lot of wisdom within us. And <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm <laughs> podcast. So I just interrupted you. So you can repeat. Nora, yeah. Nora just showed me a picture of herself and, and, uh, that she has in front of her, which I love that you, you know, have her in your sights. Um, but would you be open to doing like maybe a little meditation around yeah. your little girl? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just get yourself, you know, upright and comfortable and go ahead and close your eyes. And we're going to take a couple nice big deep breaths. And really allow air, inspiration, energy, the life force that's around us all the time to come in as big and abundantly as you can in your inhale. That's great. Yeah, another one. And then, you know, when you exhale, just let go of any blocks or barriers or your day or, you know, anything that might be in the way of you being present with yourself right now. Do a couple more of those. Really allowing yourself to feel this beautiful energy and life force of our breath coursing through our body. That's great, Nora. So now as you're breathing, see if you can bring to mind you know, um, and this could be a, a familiar place, or if you want to, if you just imagine what, what would be a place that I would feel very safe and comfortable or at ease. And, and, you know, maybe you have a special spot that, that comes to mind or what you would imagine that would be just kind of create that space and put yourself in that space. That's great. So now you're there and you're in the space. You can be sitting or standing. Just imagine yourself in the space and looking around and taking it in. Whatever age comes to mind for you, invite in and have join you little Nora. And have her come onto the scene with you. And then, you know, just see how you want to, you know, at the beginning here, how do you want to interact with her? What goes on as you first see each other? And allow that to unfold for a little bit, just naturally. And then if you want to, um, in initiating a conversation or a dialogue, ask her a question. Is there something you want to know? about yourself, about her, just about anything. Like just what what would be a question that you'd wanna ask her or you can ask her if she has any questions for you. So you let that emerge, how whatever feels right for you. And I'm just gonna give you a little bit of time to be in that dialogue and be together and allow that to unfold for a little bit. And then just, you know, see what feels right next. You know, is it 
Do you want to keep talking together? Do you or she have more questions or more that you want to share or allow yourself to be in whatever way feels right next with each other? Maybe just a little bit longer can be together and then we're going to bring it to a close in just a little bit. Great. So now, is there anything, you know, left that you want to do or say to each other? And then when you've done that, let her know that whatever it is that you want to say about your visit and that you're either, you can say something like, I'll be with you or let's, you know, do this again, whatever feels right to you about knowing that that connection is always there and that you're always there for each other in some way, whatever that looks like for the two of you. Great. And you can say goodbye. But before you open your eyes, take a couple another nice, really big deep breaths. Really breathe that in. Breathe in that space, just what, what you created for yourself and with each other. And when you're ready, you can come on back. Well, I know this is a podcast. And people can't see you, but you look so beautiful right now. Yeah, and I hate to like feel like you need to like suddenly shift into concrete or, you know, get in your head. But if there's anything you want to name or share or presence that 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 was for you. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024, and I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone, I will be honest. You know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. 
But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. No, that was a really beautiful exercise. Um, yeah, the place that came for me was the beach. Mm. And the age that visited me was like age seven-ish, mm-hmm. which was like before any major trauma. Like my sister was diagnosed at seven, so it makes sense. Yeah. And we didn't like the first thing that we did was just like run into the water. She just like pulled me into the water and when you got to the point in the exercise where you were like, ask her a question or have her ask you one, I like tried and she asked me one. And I was like, mm. <laughs> like neither of us really wanted to talk. Like we just were in the water, like playing. And it was just really nice. Like I, I have goosebumps yeah. as you're, as you're sharing Nora and I want to name something. Cause the minute you said like, we ran right into the water, um, cause water represents emotions. Mm. And you know, that I just, I don't know why it's like striking me. I have like goosebumps all over, like, you know, that the two of you just wanted to dive and immerse and you didn't have to like be in them or feel them or talk about them. You were just in the sea together, the sea of your emotions. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't know that that's what that represented. Yeah. Water's just always been such a, such a place for me. Um, that's really cool to realize that like extra context. Yeah. It was just, we just, we're playing like that was it that's all we wanted to do and I just feel like that was like what five minutes and I feel like eons later yeah well you know I don't know exactly how this works I'd like to believe that a lot of things around time and our constructs and all that that we won't get into but you know when we intentionally go on a journey like that that it is timeless you know that you and you get to make whatever meaning you want from it. You know, I mentioned the thing about the sea and emotions I can add, you know, or like kind of give you my, you know, thoughts or perception. But what I love about it is that it it's an experience and a feeling and a connection and, you know, you're, you're in it together and, uh, you know, you're, you're valuing each other and time and space. And if we want the sea to be emotions that can be, or it can just be fun. You know? <laughs> no, no, I like, I like both of it. There's this, um, there's this quote I like, that's, you're not just you, you're all of your past selves and all of your future selves. And that's what that just reminded me of was like the weariness that I think I feel like I'm just so, and I know I'm not the only one, like these past few years have beaten it out of us. And all of us have had our own trials and tribulations personally, but also just globally. It's just such a tough time. I was talking about this with someone last night where I'm just like, I feel like one of those crotchety old women who like, I came out of college doe-eyed and excited and going to change the world. And that person is still inside. It's not like I'm like totally cynical. Like, let's be clear. I'm still very optimistic and hopeful, but I'm just like tired. Like, I just feel like I've been carrying 
this self-imposed weight on my shoulders and I don't need to do that. And all of those other selves, like that's what that just kind of reminded me of. Like that carefreeness is still me Yeah. if I just let her out. So well, that was really and it cool. It was part of it, right? Um, to let her lead the way. Yeah. She pulled me. That mm-hmm. is funny. Yeah. She just like ran right up to me and pulled me into the water. I didn't even realize that. That is so true. Like let her take the wheel sometimes. I, I think I have a bit of a control issue, Gertrude. <laughs> um, I'm recognizing <laughs> and it's leading to, you know, obviously you can't control everything and it's a journey, but that is, that was a really, really cool exercise. Well, I, yeah. As you just shared that, I had a couple more things come to mind. Do you mind if I share them with yeah. you? Um, just to be with, you know, and, and cause I want you to keep making meaning of it for yourself, but you know, some, an exercise that like that we can look at as when we look at dreams, you know, or things like that and ascribe meaning to all of them. But I, I do love the fact that she pulled you in the water kind of out of your, you know, thinking adult self into, yeah. you know, both, you know, on the surface, a, a playful, you know, romp in the, in the water. And then if we want to take it another level, she's pulling you out of, you know, off the the grounding of the earth into water, which is also much more weightless, which also, you know, takes on so many forms and, mm-hmm. and, you know, can be this beautiful place to play in, but the next minute it can be, um, you know, huge crashing waves or a, a sweet, but she's bringing you into a space that is known at one level, but also very un- unknown as well. And, but no matter what we can play in it and, yeah. and, and what's underneath all that is this huge discovery. So at one level we play, but then if we dive into it and explore and look around, wow, like there's a whole nother world under there, you know? And, and so naming the journey that you're on, but that it's, you're having this yearning to let go of some things, but open up more new spaces and yeah. And that, that are directed by you. And she was, you, you know, she is you, Yeah, she just gave you permission. Yeah. No, a lot. Yeah. You just shared a lot of really cool, cool things for me to think about or feel about. I don't know, but <laughs> like this idea of, I don't know. I feel like I just had like an aha. I feel, I feel a little bad that I'm like taking so many pauses because this is a podcast. So I'm hoping that we can like, well, that's why it's a coaching session. So it's, it's not like a, we have, you know, I thought the same Um, thing too, we're on a podcast and you're in silence for a bit of it. uh, Well, I hope that your listeners did the exercise with me because it was really cool. And I know also like this is being published around Valentine's day and that's Mm -hmm. bringing up a lot as well. Obviously there's just something exciting. I think I'm finally, I think right now after that exercise, actually, like those exercises really do make a difference for me. I I wish I, I should do them more probably, but, um, there's another should Nora just naming it. I know. I know. God, I'm like, once I, I know I heard it. Um, but Oh God, you're right. I do that all the time of once I find something good, I like suck the joy out of it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I should do this every day. Um, you turn it into a to do. And this is going to be a habit, but just the awareness that, that you're bringing, that we're bringing to consciousness. And that's why I want to point it out every time we don't oh, even hear it in that. ourselves anymore. No, and- I appreciate that. That's, that's good. I should be called out. Should. Um, 
but I think like what I'm realizing or what, what that exercise kind of brought up for me is like what I find so fascinating about the ocean, just in general, I love the water. I find it very calming, but what I find very endlessly fascinating about the ocean in the same way that I find our brain really fascinating and space. I find all three things very fascinating for the same reason, which is they're so paramount to our life. And there's so much we don't know. Like they are whole worlds. Like our brain, we know like 2% of what's inside of our brains. The ocean is 70% of our earth and we know nothing about it. And what I also think is really cool about the ocean is it's so calming Mm. and it's so powerful. Yes. And what you just shared about it being like, it's just kind of coming together in a lot of ways right now for me is like it representing the emotions, but, but and I don't know, but this idea that adventures, this adventure that I'm seeking in my life, this is like scary, but like it could, could like the internal embracing emotions is courageous and it is adventurous. Like exploring the internal feelings that I have no words for that is a mystery to me Yes, as the ocean is a mystery to all of us is a journey in and of itself. If I just let it be. And that feels in some ways like kind of freeing. Yeah. Uh, So I would like to invite you to say that again without the hesitation. (laughs) What I say, Um, claim it a little bit more, you know, I have such, I am like, my therapist a few years ago, she was calling, she called me out once. She was like, I can tell you're anxious. And I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, you're literally in a ball on the f- side of the couch. Um, and I'm like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, I'm very physical with my feelings. Yeah. I think it's, it's very exciting to, and scary, exciting, scary and freeing to realize that the journey of feeling my feelings without needing to justify or explain mm. them Like, I don't need to have words. And that's freeing for me as a writer and as a person who's an overthinker. I just can be sad or be mad or be uncomfortable or be scared or whatever I'm feeling. And it's okay that I don't have explanations. And I think we live in, I think the other anxieties come from the fact that we we do live in a world that craves explanation. It's not just me. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm like venting to a friend, the natural inclination is to, is this why, or could it be this or whatever? And sometimes there's just not a reason. And I think that's where I'm at right now is I'm like, I've been healing from two major breakups. I have a lot of emotions that come up that I don't explain or can't explain. And that gives me anxiety that I can't put words to it. But like, but in this new paradigm, yeah, maybe, maybe it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it's, maybe it's okay that I don't have a reason. And that's something you can play with, right? Yeah. You have to suddenly believe it, but you can. Well, and I think that, I think you just said play, which I think is cool too. Yeah. Explore of like going back to that. Like I could see it so clearly, like it's not when I do those exercises, it doesn't always come naturally of like where you are in visualization. And that came out. It was so fast. Like immediately I was at the beach and immediately my seven-year-old self came and led me into the, into the lake. Like, and it was so clear and we just played. And it, I think that that is really freeing to like, I'm excited now to kind of just go like sit and feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, isn't that crazy? Like, like that's so that's weird. So, I know but that's it's like, really well, it's cool. weird in our cultural paradigm, but it does you're, you know, look at you, you're like happy, you're joyous. Like, I know. I'm go sit in my discomfort <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm kind like, of excited. Yeah. 
That's weird. Yeah, and that's the thing that we spend so much time shutting down or judging or feeling like, you know, it's not okay. Or I have to put words to it. I'm going to sit in a space of the discomfort or the joy or the pleasure or the discomfort that comes with any of the feelings that, that wave through me, you know, and mm. I, I, that's an, I guess, another ocean image, right? The, the waves that we have. Of, and that's why, you know, when we see babies, they're so they're, Yes, they're cute, right? But, and that's part of their attraction, but really the attraction to them. And while they'll, when a baby comes in the room, the total focus will go to them, right? Doesn't matter what's going on or on the baby. That's so much because they have uninhibited flow of their emotions and mm. it's so powerful. So, so powerful um, of a force. And I, th I think it's a really cool, that's so beautiful. And I think, I think as I'm thinking about all, all the things that, give me anxiety. It's, it just comes back to like not having control. And there's something, there is an ironic way of taking back control by releasing control yeah. of just like, okay, <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't know why this is scary, but it just is. Yay. And that's okay. And I'm just going to let it be. And, um, you know, lots of, yeah. So that is well, pretty cool. It's beautiful. And I want to name something around that, Norn, if, you know, in our, in our follow-up session, you know, or next time I'd want to build on making the distinction. It's, this is a little bit heady, but I think it's also something that we shut off or wired and particularly in our culture is we don't value um, feminine values as much as masculine values, right? Mm. So we're, we're going to be inclined to the, the, the doing and the accomplishing and the being, and that has a value of its own, but you were touching these spaces of the, the pleasure and possibility of unknown and the discomfort. And it's women, if we like totally let ourselves and the feminine, like be in it, our, the safest place for us is in the unknown. And in the, um, going and in, going into new spaces, being in the unknown, uh, is really a more, it's where we are, are actually more secure. And it, when you touch those spaces, you weren't doubting yourself, you were completely present with yourself and you were tapping and touching that, that very feminine space. So I want to name that aspect of it too. Yeah. I, I, you said at the beginning of the session, like, don't underestimate what you can accomplish in an hour. You didn't say the word accomplish, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, you know, what an hour can do. And I, to be honest, was a little skeptical because, you know, I, I know that of course, like an hour can be really powerful, but I had a really lofty goal and it's not like it's solved. Um, but, no, but, but uh, you're leading perfectly. So what would you, cause we are, you know, at that time, uh, we are going to get a little concrete and look at, you know, what, what do you want to put into some words, you know, and take away and then look at an, ass an assignment because we don't okay. want to go through all, all that you just uncovered for yourself and the ahas, those can, you know, kind of disappear if we don't give ourselves a way to keep it alive. So first, let, why don't you name some of the things that you would take away from today? And then we'll, we'll give something to, to practice with. I think what I, well, first of all, I think I realized how powerful and um, wide reaching the metaphor of like water is clearly for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't, I think actually I just had another kind of aha. I didn't realize at the beginning of this, that when I said I wanted to trust my intuition, I like that. I see why you brought 
my inner self to me because mm-hmm. like my seven-year-old self was so sure of herself. She was just like, yeah, we're going to go play. Um, I don't really care about your questions. No, she didn't ask and permission. She no. Just, and I, right. And that is in me. And I at least feel hopeful that I can tap into her now, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think the other cool thing that I'm going to be taking away is that the emotions is just as much of an adventure as all of these other things that I'm exploring. And I want to see it that way. Like I want to see, I want to keep seeing my emotions as less of something to be rationalized or less of something to be solved or less of something to be addressed and more of something to just like explore. And it's the, a journey unknown and, Oh, this is a new feeling. Cool. Let's like sit in that. And that's a totally different mentality that I've never really had before. So that'll definitely be something I'm excited to continue exploring for sure. That's beautiful, Nora. And, and it'll be cool. Cause you'll have this recording so you can listen. To I know. Again. And, and <laughs> so that's one thing, but a couple things that I'll propose, and you may come up with others or more, but one to keep some of the connection with your your little girl. Like obviously, you can invoke that at any time. But you know, say we were going to see each other in two weeks, I'd say, you know, do that maybe once. You know, in that period of time, that would probably, you know, we we never want to set goals or give ourselves something that's beyond, but something that's very achievable. But I'm also going to suggest to maybe do some automatic writing so you can bring some of your writing in there uh, with it. And I don't know if you've done this before, but it is still accessing this little space and you don't have to pick an age necessarily. And you can do this a couple different ways. You can do it where you are in dialogue with your little girl or just asking yourself, but you at, you write the question, like a question you want answered with your le- your non-dominant hand. So if you're right-handed, you, no, sorry. You write the question with your dominant hand and you answer it with your non-dominant hand. So that helps us access other parts of our thinking and our, it's still language, you know, so we're not like tapping into the pre-verbal, but it gets us a little more out of our head and our, and too much of our thinking self. So that's That's another thing if you're open to trying it. And then from the emotion perspective, you know, this is kind of like doing the drills and practice so that we you know, get more acclimated and comfortable, which is, and you can decide the frequency and how many days or, you know, how much in a day, but say, for example, you know, each day, and you can align it with things that you're already doing. Like when I first get up or when I have a meal or, you know, tie it to something you're already doing and name what you're feeling right in that moment. Right. And just, you know, don't think about it, you know, overthink it. Just, you can say it out loud. You can write it down depending on where you are, who you're with. And, you know, if, if you could do that three times a day, that would be great. Okay. I can do that. So, and if those don't feel right, you know, it's, that's, you know, you can play with them and, and see, but there's no, no I like that. It's not a test. You won't be tested, you know, next time. <laughs> Cause you're going to learn no matter what, like, wow, you gave me that assignment and it, that, and this will happen, right. The next, then we, you know, see each other again. It's like, what assignment? I don't even remember an assignment, you know, this stuff's <laughs> slippery, but then we get to learn from that. Like, okay, we need to, this is new territory. Let's set up systems, you know? So we're, it's all, it's all data and, and celebrating that you can do. There's no right or wrong. Well, I, I like what you just said, actually. So thank you because I do really well with structure. Obviously I'm a closeted type a, but 
um, obviously I struggle with shoulds and I feel like probably a lot of women do mm-hmm. is this should concept. So I really appreciate what you just said. So thank you for giving me permission to like, not do it according to exactly what you just said. Nope. And if it doesn't work, then I'll try something else. And I think that is something I note how many, t- we could probably tally how many times I said I should in this episode, we probably should do that. Should, <laughs> should, should, should. Um, no, but it is, it's definitely something that I don't even notice that I'm doing in my head. Or if I find something that works and good, I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to do this every single day. Right. And, and, then, and you're setting yourself up for failure. For and failure. And then, and then that's, oh, it feeds my anxiety. So I thank you for giving me permission to like, Try it with you, but um, I know we can't stop here, but um, I'm going to give you one more image or thought around that, that I sometimes think we don't think about because those kind of thoughts are abusive to ourselves, right? We are hurting our little girl ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say it, you know, more st- forcefully for what it is. And it's as if you were literally punching yourself. Right. If we think about that and think about like, you know, we don't want to shoot our little girl down. Right. We don't want to do that. And well, that just got me emotional because it's like I would be telling my like niece, like, you shouldn't play. And obviously that makes me really sad to think about. Yeah. So and and that's now not as something to beat yourself up, but to have compassion for yourself. Right. And to say like, oh, yeah, we're going to work on this because. Yeah, it's a habit, but it's a really, um, you know, our thoughts are so powerful and, and sometimes an exercise I did at one time to similarly help myself raise my awareness to my critical thoughts that were happening all the time. And this came out of the book by Paulo Coelho, the pilgrimage, um, his teacher told him like, every time you can catch yourself having that thought, literally like dig your fingernail into the cuticle of your thumb and to give yourself the physical representation of that's what you just did to yourself. Like you just hurt yourself. And he did it. Did I, I can't say I was that diligent, like, but it hurt every time, but his thumb was raw, you know, by the, after like not very, you know, I don't know if it was days or weeks, but it was, you know, when we can make it, turn it into the physical that helps our system kind of realize the truth in it also like this, like he did this. Yeah, like oh, like, like this down here, like in that cuticle part. That's oh, oh my more gosh, sensitive. Some people put a rubber band around their hand and like snap it. Like that's a little obvious, you know. You know, <laughs> you know what I'll do is I'll make a TikTok about it. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. No, All this right. is great. Well, it's very hard to end because I've just loved being with you, Nora. But do you feel like you have a takeaway and everything that you need to go forward? No, this was amazing. Thank you, Gertrude. Really, I feel like so much lighter and hopeful. And I feel like I really was able, like, I never, I feel like I can picture my intuition now. And it's like me, it's just a younger me. And I never really imagined it in that way before. No. Um, yeah. So that, that's really cool. That's really cool. So thank you. You're so welcome. And I can't wait to hear how it all goes. I can't wait to tell you. Thank you. Thank you, Gertrude. If you like what you hear in this podcast, and of course, I hope you do. I'm excited to share. I have a Rewrite the Mother Code Mastermind coming up. The next one launches on March 7th. It's an immersive eight-week exploration into rewriting your mother code. You'll be supported not only by me, 
but a group of extraordinary women. It's an intimate group. I keep it intimate so that we really can go deep and connect. And every woman that joins is on her own journey toward self-love, self-prioritization, and self-fulfillment. The Mother Code Mastermind is designed to give you the guidance and tools you need to nurture yourself first. So hard to do. And we really need to come together to do this in order to make it happen. So no matter where you are in your life, and wherever you are in the mothering continuum with kids, without kids, at any stage along the way, be prepared to disrupt everything you've ever believed about the word mother and own it for your own expansion and empowerment. You can sign up at www.drdrgertrudelyons.com mastermind. The link is also in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there. Megs and Pegs are a mother-daughter duo, and their conversations explore life, food, and the pursuit of happiness. It's a wonderful podcast, and Megan is a certified holistic health coach, and Mama Peggy is an entrepreneurial foodie with a zesty personality. Together, they really have the kind of conversations that you wish you could have had with your mom, including alternative health practices, relationships in family, and maintaining a healthy balance when life gets messy. They're unpacking all the juicy goodness just for you. I, I can't recommend enough to tune in to every episode, but you know any episode, because you are going to get so much juicy richness from it. Enjoy. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you love this episode, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you can stay on the journey and continue to hear more about rewriting your mother code.